my boyfriend was like, well, they have showers. And I was like, and he was kind of giving me that look like, what you trying to do? And I was like, what you trying to do? So I was like, I'm not trying to go to airport jail, especially in South Africa. You were listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey, slutty scholars. I am a part of an awesome podcast network called Pleasure Podcasts. We feature some of the top sex and relationship podcasts in the world. Here's a trailer for one of our other shows, Erotic Short Stories. Check it out. If you enjoy losing yourself in stories of passion, lust, and erotica, then you'll love Erotic Short Stories. Tune in every Friday to hear me, Mia Hart, read you tales of lust, fantasy, and desire. My stories are pure escapism and a chance for you to indulge in some sensual erotica whenever you feel in the mood. Join me on Erotic Short Stories, available on all podcast platforms for your weekly fix. Sluts and Scholars podcast features shame-free educational entertainment. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. All right, welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I'm excited to welcome Medina Monroe and Kiki Said So of the hit podcast Cocktails, Dirty Discussions. Cocktails is also another proud member of the Pleasure Podcast Network. Welcome. Hey. Okay, so I'm really bummed because we wanted to be in person for this, which is so much better. The reason that we almost were in person is that y'all are coming to Los Angeles soon as part of your tour. And so let's just like off the bat, let's like promote this tour because I think everybody needs to go. You will laugh, you will cry, you will get turned on. Y'all have so much fun. So much fun. First of all, the, the tour name, the theme of the tour is Dirty Little Secrets. So that says it all. Like what you should expect is a lot of tea being spilled a lot of fun we always encourage people to come if you want to come by yourself totally fine if you want to come with a date totally fine everybody comes to our shows and always ends up leaving having made new friends and so that's the dope thing about our live shows we're very and then it yeah and if you've never been to a cocktails live show it's more than just us sitting on the stage with two mics and just talking shit for an hour or two like we really perform like we were in dance rehearsal last night to like 11 30 p.m dance we, like, rehearsal really dance rehearsal so we like we just really try to make it not only an interactive experience but just an overall experience we don't want you to just feel like you got to look at us and listen to the things that we said but we want you to feel like you're a part of it or feel like you left there with something other than um conversation we want you to make some good memories we try to do the best that we can. We invite people up on stage. It's really fun. We do crack jokes, but it's not like, we're not making fun of anybody. We're not being mean to anybody. It's fun, fun, fun. And it's like, we love for the girls to come up and it's kind of like your chance to get to say some of the things that you're, that are on your mind. Or when you're listening to our show, you know, when, you guys listen to podcasts and you know you're listening to these people have these conversations and you always want to chime in so we have different segments where the audience does actually get to chime in and we'll have conversations with them it's just a lot of fun it's a lot of fun this is also our very first time on the west coast 
So come give them some love. Come get your tickets. We're at the Regent in LA. Where can folks, where can folks get their tickets? Um, if you just go to their website, if you're on our Instagram, um, which is at cocktails podcast at C O C K T A L E S podcast, um, we have a link tree link. And so all of the venues are selling our tickets. So they're sold through Ticketmaster when you, cause a few people have asked, when you go to the region's website, you'll click the link. It's going to send you to Ticketmaster. The doors open at seven. The show is at eight. We'll be in downtown LA at the region. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if you are maybe farther North in California, we'll be in Seattle on April 8th. Okay, well, just to give a little um, tease to what like dirty little secrets uh, can sound and look like, um, I'm doing this season starting things off with asking people about the best sex they had recently. Um, And I want to broadly define this. So for my listeners out there, you know that I love to expand the definition of sex and pleasure. So it does not have to be penetration. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be sexual. It could be like, I took a really good shit the other day and it was really pleasant (laughs) and pleasurable. Or like I ate a really nice meal like something that is pleasurable that happened recently and what made it awesome <laughs> hmm. i'll go first and mine is going to be sexual intercourse i mean yeah that's like preferred really <laughs> but i just you know all kinds of pleasure good everybody you know totally good everybody has you know their different kinks and pleasures but um i like fucking so uh <laughs> i recently went to south africa South Africa was beautiful. But to top it off, we went to a different city from one of the other cities we were in and we had to get a different airplane in South Africa. And so uh, we went into the lounge and we were going to, like we had just came to the airport fresh from a safari. So we were sweaty. Everybody like just was, we had been up since 5 a.m. We just all felt really nasty. Wished we could get a shower. Well, we went to the lounge and... My boyfriend was like, well, they have showers. And I was like, and he was kind of giving me that look like, what you trying to do? And I was like, what you trying to do? So we went to the first, we kind of scoped it out because I was like, I am not trying to go to airport jail, especially in South Africa. Like, are we, do you think it's okay to do this? So it was, I don't know if it's okay to have sex, but it was okay for two people to go in the bathroom. So we went in the bathroom, we took showers. And when I tell you we had the most like, mind-blowing adventurous sex like i don't have a lot of adventurous sex i'm a put me in the bed type of girl maybe the couch we were in there on all the walls there was water all over the floor the towels were soaking wet. it was just amazing and then we went to go board the flight i was with a travel group (laughs) you guys look so refreshed oh my gosh you smell so good because obviously we did take a shower i was like oh you know just went to the lounge and took showers they didn't know i was freshly fucked and it just was amazing (laughs) i was so pleased i slept so good on that flight (laughs) okay i have i have questions can i ask some follow-ups yes okay um so shower sex i feel like some people love it some people don't like it you know water like any tips for what made it good like how to have some bomb shower sex you can't be directly under the waterfall because water can make you dry up. Yes. So he got in the back corner of the shower and kind of like planted <laughs> his legs and got in the corner to where he was almost in a squat position. And my boyfriend's really in shape, so it was nothing for him. I'm not. So I was like, I can't squat for that long. Yeah, that's so why you're like, like, I love beds because I could be horizontal. Right, let me lay down. <laughs> so he's like squatting in the position and like he's really sturdy in the farthest, the furthest corner of the shower. So it's not a sturdy. lot of water. 
Right. And so I and I went and sat on top of him from the back. Like I I was not I was facing away from him and I just basically sat on him and I was just doing the twerk motion. And it felt so good. I think it felt so good because it was adventurous. It wasn't like we were just in my shower. We were in the shower of the Sky Lounge. So <laughs> I hope somebody from the Sky Lounge is listening. I hope not. <laughs> I want you getting banned. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Um, okay. Any something else that I thought of as you were talking about it is I think a lot of people feel like that sort of pre-sex talk is not sexy, you know, where you're like, well, ooh, what, let's check it. How are we going to do this? And like making sure we don't get caught. Like, was there any part where you kind of got out of the mood, but then were able to get back into the mood? You know what I mean? Like, do you have any tips for people who are like, struggle with like when things aren't as spontaneous and you got to like work out the logistics because that can be sexy it can be i thought it was sexy once i commit i'm committed so like at first i was like when we were having our little snacks and drinking our wine and he kept initiating like let's go into the shower let's like let's fuck i was like at first i was like no immediately no like we're with this travel group i don't want people to know what we're doing and then like he asked me again i was like let me just think about it let me let me go look and see what the environment is looking like Mm -hmm. i went i looked the lady had already put out the two towels because I didn't know he went and already asked could two people go in the bathroom. He was really adamant. So then once I committed to it, I was just like, okay, we're in it now. Like once I knew like we can't get arrested and go to jail, I'm good. That's all I'm normally worried about. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, nothing else is a turn off unless you know, as long as you know you're not going to jail. Great. <laughs> I love it. What That's a beautiful funny. way to travel. I know. I need a trip like that. You don't even have to leave the airport. Right. right. Just okay. Gotta make it through security. That's right. um, I guess I would say the most recent super pleasurable sex experience was um, I was having sex with a friend of mine. And shout out to you, all friends. my story start, right? <laughs> great friends so I was having sex with a friend of mine and we we're really open with each other about the things that we want to try or try again sexually so we have had a few threesomes in the past and I told him I wanted to do it again so he had set one up and I thought that I was going to be like the last one to arrive and I wasn't. And then he kind of acted like, oh, well, I don't know if the other girl is coming or whatever. So we get started. So we're having sex. Everything is going great. And then he said, "Um, what about your friend? So I was like, what friend? So I was in a hotel and I always travel with my vibrators. So he reaches over because I always keep it in the same spot on the little nightstand. He gets it off the charger and he uses the vibrator on me. And in the midst of us having sex, the the other friend, his friend, <laughs> the human friend at the door. Right. And I did not real. I don't know. I gave him a key in advance. So I don't know how he worked this all out, but I guess he passed her the key because we arrived together. And so she knocked a couple of times and then she came in. So then there was this other beautiful girl who arrives at the hotel with us to have sex. And it was just, 
It was really, really sexy. Everybody was looking beautiful. The toys were fully charged. I like that nobody was afraid to use the toys. Nobody was afraid of each other. We had all kind of been in a group chat together and lots of messages were sent beforehand. So it really didn't feel like this was a first time for anybody. And it was just so amazing. And then when it was all done, we all cuddled in the bed and ordered room service. And it was just... It was great. What a one time. Yeah. That sounds so lovely. I... Ugh, yeah, I love that y'all had a group chat. That's so like responsive. I think it's fun to have a group chat, especially because nobody's together, nobody's dating, right? And it it was like it was fun because we could all like have this conversation together in the group chat, and it was just like foreplay leading up to this day, mm-hmm. and we still text now. Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. Until next time. Yeah. Where the negotiation is sexy. Like, it doesn't have to be lame to check in and be like, how do we want this to look? What are we interested in? What do we Mm -hmm. want it to be like? And it's... What are your boundaries? Because I think it's way better as awkward as it may be when if you are interested in doing something um with more than one person it's way better to just go ahead and ask what's okay or what's not what those boundaries are and you can figure out how how exactly to say it but ask those things because it's way worse trust me if Mm -hmm. you cross a boundary that wasn't discussed in the middle of having sex then it just ruins everything a lot of the times and that's way more awkward than just saying hey like is there anything that you're not into any hard no's especially if somebody's in a couple but luckily that wasn't this time that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother story (laughs) oh do we need another more story time (laughs) (laughs) no but i think that's uh, like you said i think that's so important and look for people listening, like, you know, you can always change your mind in the moment if you like want to do less or need to pause and all of that. And so you can't like predict how you're going to feel necessarily in the moment, but you can do your Mm -hmm. no pun intended, like best laid plans to make this, you know, go as smoothly as possible. And it sounds like it was pretty fucking smooth down to the room service. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, listen, y'all not gonna leave me out. I don't want to just sit in the corner and watch. So I'm telling you that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah any t- any tips that. for staying any tips for staying involved i mean there's so many parts there's always a part for somebody to play yeah i think you just have to be open i've i've found i've had a lot of threesomes in monday i found that sometimes the ladies if you're doing like two ladies and a man threesome um a lot of times especially if a woman has never done it before she can be a little shy to do anything with another woman it's new it's um it's more taboo for her. And sometimes you find that they probably didn't really want to do this. It was like more. Mm-hmm. So I want to please my man type of thing. Or they, or um, they're doing this so that the they guy can be stops a- with the note, the one penis policy so that he'll be down to bring other men in. That too, that too. And it's just like, well, that's actually not any fun to mm-hmm. like, not really be into it. Like you that's should right. just find another way to get what you want. But I think that um, if you just, you just need to be more open um, to the overall experience. And if you find that you have a lot of boundaries, maybe work through those and ask yourself, is this really what I want to do? Because right. you don't want to just be there mm-hmm. <laughs> like a stick in the mud. Yeah. You know, you're not a pillow, you're a person and get to work. Unless you like to be a pillow and then you can negotiate that. Yeah. And then you need to say that. So I can say mm-hmm. no. Right. <laughs> I don't like the pillow princesses. Uh-huh. Yes. The only person that can ever be a pillow princess is me. 
but I can't service a, a princess. No. <laughs> Cause you want to be the only, you're the only princess. <laughs> Right. Yeah, if I'm choosing that behavior that day, and usually I'm not, but if I do, there are some days. <laughs> I mean, like you said, like you weren't into the watching, but like, you know, watching is a valid form of a threesome too. Like I was at a sex party recently and I was uh, hooking up with this guy and his lovely wife was like, uh, didn't really want to like participate because I think she had already kind of had her fun and uh, wanted to just kind of watch. And that was what she was interested in. And it was really hot. And there's still ways to like connect with people, even if you're not like physically connecting with them, you know, so like I think it's fun to direct. Oh, yeah. I I did that before, but only because I had just started my period. It was going to be the first time that I had a threesome with him. And I thought that was Mm -hmm. that was not proper threesome etiquette. Um, for a first time, but it was fun to direct and watch in that sense. But if I'm able to fully participate, I want to participate. <laughs> Even if someone isn't wanting to be physically involved, there's ways to connect them and loop them in by just like little eye contact or watching them, like you said, or directing. There's a lot of roles that one can play and, uh, yeah, great. Love it. Yeah. Okay. So we're recording this, uh, and this is going to be released on the week that Valentine's Day is happening. Before Mm -hmm. we talk about things that people can do, what are y'all's thoughts on Valentine's Day just as a concept, as a holiday? Are we for Valentine's Day, or is it overrated? (laughs) I'm for it. I'm not going to lie. I've always been for Valentine's Day. Even if I don't have a Valentine or anybody, like, romantic, special in my life, like, I love just sharing love whether it be with i know me and my sister every year for valentine's day for as long as i can remember we send each other stuff i send my mom stuff i'll send my nieces and my nephews stuff like i just think it's a great day even though it's not the because some people are like well you shouldn't take a day for you to show somebody that you love them but it also shouldn't upset you that there's a day made for love so I am totally pro Valentine's Day. I love it. I love to celebrate. I want the cookies. I want the cake. I want the flowers. I want the presents. And I want to do the same for whoever I want to do it for. It's just an excuse to give you some extra love. I even want those uh, nasty little chalky mints. I like those. those little, <laughs> I miss those. The chocolate mints? No, Ew. the little chalk, those little nasty ones that say like... Oh, the mine. Smarties? Like the Smart... Oh, I know what you're talking about. And they say like, be mine. I yeah i hate those things (laughs) i used to love the valentine's day parties when you would get all the little cheesy cards and the candy Mm -hmm. because i just love candy Um, and that's my problem now but i am kind of indifferent about valentine's day i have no problem with people celebrating it i think it's cool i personally just get excited the day after valentine's day when i go to target and get all the candy half off or further deeply discounted i think it's cool but i don't see what gets people so upset about it because like medina said yeah it's like a, a holiday that's very much about spending money on stuff um you can celebrate how you want to celebrate it and there's nothing wrong with celebrating love like we eat every day but we also have thanksgiving and there's that yeah i am i think my one i don't know if it's an issue but like my one thing about it is if there are people who are like only waiting until that day to like have expressions of love and connection, like I I agree with what you're saying, Kiki, that like, yeah, you should be eating it every day. And so I think if people are just like saving their expressions of love to partners, to friends, to themselves, like for one day, 
um, it's a lot of pressure. And so people put pressure on themselves. They put pressure on their partner and like, yeah, it's nice to honor that and like have a nice day. But if you're not doing those things in the in-between time and kind of allowing yourself to connect in other ways, like, I don't like that. It's just like, oh, now we have to do nice things for each other as opposed to like, what are those things we can be doing for each other all the time to like show up as a good friend, a good partner, a good parent. Um, so as long as you're like also doing other things, then great, let's have a day. This episode has a lot of talk about treating yourself and loving yourself. Here are some awesome advertisers that are purely for self-pleasure and self-care. I am so excited to welcome back Dipsy as a supporter and advertiser on the podcast. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S and S. Dipsy encourages listeners to check in with yourself before offering help to someone else, rest when you need to rest, and ask for what you need, and say yes to more things that make you feel good. Transport your mind to a world where you can relax and treat yourself to your deepest desires with Dipsy. They even have soothing sleep stories and wellness sessions. And if listening isn't your erotic language, they also have sexy stories you can read. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S and S. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A dipsystories.com slash S and S. Dipsystories.com slash S and S. And if you like more visual pleasures, then you must check out Afterglow. Afterglow is offering our listeners a seven-day free trial when you enter code XOSCHOLARS, in all caps, at XOAfterglow.com. Did you know that one in three women watches porn every week? But most porn is not made with femme pleasure in mind, so Afterglow created it. Afterglow creates ethical porn made by women that turns you on while being real and relatable. And not only that, there's also porn you can learn from. Everything from educational porn to guided exercises that can help you improve your sex life. They have educational videos for solo folks and partnered folks, including topics like stepping into your sexual confidence. A lot of us learn about sex from watching porn, but there's not always a connection for how to translate those desires and fantasies into our life in a real way. So right now, you should definitely check out Afterglow. Afterglow is offering listeners a seven-day free trial when you enter code XOSCHOLARS at XOAfterglow.com. That's X-O-A-F-T-E-R-G-L-O-W dot com and use code X-O-S-C-H-O-L-A-R-S, xoafterglow.com with the code X-O-Scholars to get a seven-day free trial. And the link is in the episode's description. Now back to the episode. I also think it's really important for the people in relationships who maybe there's, I have a friend who's going through this now and she loves, she wants to celebrate Valentine's day. And her boyfriend came up with like a really poor excuse to me to just like not be with her on Valentine's day. And I think people should be on the same page. Cause that's also not fair. If you're with somebody, you know, they like Valentine's day. Like Kiki said, it doesn't have to be so much pressure, a simple card or a love note is it would suffice. If you know your partner, this is something that's important to them. I don't understand why that can't just be a sacrifice for you to just do it. It's, I don't think that Valentine's Day should cause 
breakups or arguments. And if it does, I just don't think you guys are a match because it mm-hmm. shouldn't be this difficult. Wait, <laughs> what was the lame excuse? What was the excuse? That, that, you know, he did the thing that most people say, well, this is a man-made holiday and I just don't see the point in celebrating it. But it's... But you don't give me Valentine's Day every day. Like, you never do anything. I don't want some roses. Shit. <laughs> right. To me, it just shouldn't be. Some people really just go so hard against it. And I feel like when people do that, you just don't really care about who you're with. Mm. Yeah. Imagine if you're like somebody is going down on you and you're like, well, I really like it this way. And they're like, well, that's a that's a man-made way of doing things. Uh, that's a construct. I don't I don't think that's the right way to experience. Pleasure. I don't want to so do it. That I'm way. not going to do it that well, way. Then you need to go. <laughs> so I can call go. up who's next. Yeah. You're wasting time. I've got two hours left to be awake and the traffic is bad. <laughs> I would also recommend asking your partner these kinds of questions like, hey, how do you feel about Valentine's Day and anniversaries? How do you like to celebrate, if at all? What makes you feel loved and appreciated so you don't have to just be guessing? Uh, Well, I have a lot of clients. uh, I have a lot of clients who are single. And I wonder if y'all have any I mean, we can all talk about it together. But like if y'all have any tips for like if you're single, Valentine's week, like some tips for taking care of yourself and Yes. Well, I'm always single, so and I've been saying multiple Valentine's days. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that you have to first. You need to check yourself. Are you the person that's going to be like jealous or angry if you go out and you see the couples? If that is the case, you should have gotten ready already or prepare yourself for next year. You need to get everything out of the way because the last minute shoppers, all the boyfriends and girlfriends are going to be in the store. It's the last minute trying to pick up what's left of the chocolates, the cards, the sweet tarts for the children's school parties and the flowers and everything else. And you don't want to present somebody with some baby's breath incarnations. Like that's not cool. Um, <laughs> I think it would be good to, to find relaxing luxurious if you will um experiences that you can do solo going to the spa you can have a spa day it's going to be private anyway and you can still treat yourself even if you don't if you're not partnered you can still find nice things and maybe let this be a challenge to yourself date yourself take yourself on the date that you would want to do with somebody else i mean i'm not saying go book a whole hotel room and spend thousands and thousands of dollars on things unless you just want to but you can do some things that are okay to do by yourself have your time alone and relax and not have to worry about anybody else it's okay to spoil yourself too you don't always have to wait for someone else to do it Mm -hmm. also valentine's day is a really big breakup day so a lot of people will be breaking up next week so uh (laughs) Go out by yourself. Go to dinner by yourself. You might meet somebody else because people, a lot of people break up around Valentine's Day because they're of- just leaving their date and you're like <laughs> waiting, <laughs> waiting for the breakup people to come out of the restaurant. <laughs> um, but I also encourage people, someone who has, because I'm not going to act like I've never been sad on Valentine's Day. It's got me a few Valentine's Day. I remember when I lived in Florida, I was alone. I had just moved. I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any friends. I didn't have a man. I was looking at it in a very negative way. I didn't care what anyone said. I was like, fuck this. I'm sad and nobody loves me. I sat in the bathtub and I cried. But I'm not telling you to do that unless you really need to. I think that calling your girlfriends, you know, I'm still going to hang with my girlfriends, do a little Valentine's Day on the day after Valentine's Day. Like, go to dinner. Do a Korean spa day. You can stay there all day. Turn your phone off if it's going to annoy you to see Instagram and see the annoying bitches posting with their boyfriend who cheats on them all the time. Got this. Turn your phone <laughs> off. Go to the Korean spa, read a book, and and set some goals. 
<laughs> oh man, you're bringing me into like another topic and we'll, we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but like, you know, just a reminder what people post on social media is like just a small snapshot. And I am, there are times when I have looked at people's relationships online and felt so jealous and so much envy and they're bragging. And then there's so many studies out there that show that the more that you post about your relationship, like the more unhappy it is, like the more you feel like you have to prove something. And, uh, then later that couple or the couples that I've checked out, some big, horrible thing happens, or I hear what was really going on. And I'm just like reminded that that's not reality. It's not reality. Uh, my advice for single folks too, would be to practice some sex magic. Have you guys talked about sex magic on the show at all? Sex magic. So if you're not a long time ago, I think we had somebody come on and talk about it, but refresh us. Well, if you're like not into quote unquote magic, like you can call this whatever you want. This is also like a science thing too, in terms of changing your brain and neural pathways and uh, changing the way you talk to yourself. I just kind of like, I like calling it sex magic. Um, but again, if you're not into the woo woo, like this is also a science-based thing of like how you can change your, your frame of mind and how you feel about yourself. And so sexual energy is a powerful energy. And so sex magic is basically like using the energy of sex to create what you want, um, or to like create changes in your life. And so one example of this can be like, instead of like, let's say you're going to self-pleasure, do some masturbation, some fun on your own. Instead of like thinking about somebody else or some scenario, you might think about yourself and see if you could get like turned on by yourself and like orgasm to the idea of like, I'm so amazing. Mm -hmm. And even like saying these like nice affirmations as you're getting aroused, like as you're playing with yourself and kind of saying these nice things to uh, so when you get to the point of like, if you are going to orgasm, or even if you're not that you're sort of channeling this pleasure experience of like, I'm so hot, I'm so amazing. Like I'm the best. Uh, mm -hmm. you can also do it thinking about like, like I said, instead of thinking about a situation or a person, um, you can think about something that you want to accomplish in your life. So whether that's mm -hmm. like a raise at work or a, a successful tour or whatever, uh, that kind of, um, coupling your pleasure and or your orgasm with something you want to happen. So instead of like coming at the thought of, you know, a person touching you a certain way, instead you're coming about like a full house at the Regent Theater in Los Angeles. Mm, I try that <laughs> Let me know. Let's see if the ma we can get the magic working. <laughs> yeah. Everybody out there, do it together uh for the having yeah. a beautiful tour. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you were talking about something uh just a minute ago about cheating and i've heard you all talk a lot about cheating stuff on your podcast um so let's get into it and i mean feel free to share whatever you'd like about this but i think for me kind of the topic around this that i work on a lot with clients is not just cheating but i guess normalizing the struggle to leave a relationship even when it's shitty Mm -hmm. And so I kind of, you know, like to lay it out for folks like there's that there's research that happened with, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this research, but with like mice and rats where they were giving them, um, like sugar at like random intervals, um, mm -hmm. of time. And so basically what it showed is that like random intervals of feeling good is like the most high feeling 
uh, for, for, for animals. And so what that looked like is like the rat would go up and like push a lever. And then sometimes like the sugar thing would come out and sometimes it wouldn't. And so the rats would get all cracked out and be like pushing the lever. Like, when's it happening? When's it happening? Because they were so, they got so, um, looped into this sensation of like, sometimes I get it. And sometimes I don't. And I see this a lot with relationships where people get really comfortable with, chaos in their relationship. And so when you have, whether it's cheating, whether it's abuse, whether it's something else that doesn't feel good, it can be so intoxicating to stay in this loop with somebody where they're only giving you nice stuff sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so you hold on to the, that little sugar water, that little like nice time sometimes because it feels so good because the other times feel so shitty. And it is Mm -hmm. so hard to walk away when you're in something like that. Um, any thoughts and feelings and like the, all the interviewing and stuff y'all have been doing about like what to do when you're in a relationship, whether it's cheating or something else where, you know, it's not good, but you can't stay away. I think that, um, as someone who has been cheated on a lot or just been lied to, or just, you know, a lot of the men that I've dealt with in the past were just not honest. And something that I tell my friends that still put up with stuff like that is you have to look at, we just talked about this on our show. And Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of the times and not talking about abuse or anything like that, just talking about cheating. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that women sometimes fall short in accountability and it's it's a hard pill to swallow. But when you take a step back and look at the men that treated you badly in your life, there was a moment when you knew this should not be happening or I'm going to forgive him for this. I'm going to just, I'm going to go back and keep trying to do this. And then when it ends, you're like, I can't believe he did that. But why can you not believe he did that when he's been doing this? So I am always like, wake up. And so if you want to keep being sad, then keep staying in this cycle. If you want it to be better, it's like anything else in life. You don't like your job. What do you do? You start looking for new jobs. You get a new job. You don't like your situation that you're in in life. You you have to better that. And I think a lot of times we're like, well, he was just bad. Yeah, but you were being dumb also. And it's a very harsh way to say it. But that's how I had to handle myself when I found myself in these cycles of letting men treat me bad. And I know I don't deserve that. It, it, you have to hold yourself accountable to the way that you're allowing people to treat you. And at some point, you just have to wake up. I can you can't you can't make somebody wake up. But I hope that you will at some point tap in and become aware and listen to those Instagram posts that you're posting and talking about the universe and apply it to your life and your relationship. That's how I handle stuff like that. It's like, it's starting to get ridiculous with the lies that people are starting to accept from men. What are you doing? (laughs) And then what I would say to the people who find themselves in these situations, especially when it's becoming a cycle is it's hard to see it when you're in it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're in between and you might fall back into the same trap, before you enter something else, you have got to find some time to work on yourself. It's very hard to have accountability for your own actions when you're in the midst of somebody not treating you the way that you want to deserve because you probably don't feel that great about yourself or you're afraid to be alone. You're afraid of what it's going to look like. People have said so many things like I've heard people say that they feel like they failed because their relationship failed. And I'm always like, well, I feel like you made the best choice because the relationship itself was a fail and that wasn't 
you aren't your best self. I think that you've got to be a whole person or as close to whole as you can possibly be before coupling with somebody else. Because when you allow that other person to become your everything, which is what happens a lot of times in these situations, that's your only friend. That's the only person you ever have fun with. That's the only person you can confide in. That's the only person you feel like you can even try to be yourself with. That person has become your everything and you have no other outlets. It's important to have your own friends, not just couple friends or not just his friends, but you need to have your own friends. You need to have your own interests. Even if you guys share some of those things, it's okay, but have your own stuff. And if you, even if you don't feel like you're in a relationship right now where somebody is mistreating you, it still applies. Make sure that you never get so lost in a relationship that you forget to have your own life separate from that person. Because if you don't have another life, it's going to make it 20 times harder to ever leave. Should anything go wrong, you know, it's like, why would I leave? And there's nothing out there for me. That's how a lot of people feel. And when you feel more complete, you have your own stuff going on. It's a lot easier. I also just want to add in because a lot of times uh, when people, you know, are giving advice, I guess, like this, it sounds like we're just saying it like, and it's easy. It's not easy. Mm-mm. It's not easy to, to be like, okay, I'm going to start being more aware of what maybe my dating patterns are. I'm going to start not letting something as simple as like, let's say, you're yeah, like, like just I, saying, just leave. It's not so easy. Right? It's not that easy, but I'm saying like maybe the next go around when you jump back into the dating pool, let's say you're someone who you're like, I don't want to date a man who doesn't have a car. And then you meet someone. He's like, oh yeah, I don't have a car. And you're like, no, but he's so nice. I'm gonna give him a chance. This is a chance for you to be like, I said I wasn't gonna date someone who doesn't have a car. He is nice, but this is not what I want for my life. Start, take baby steps. It's not easy, but start to try at least. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for listeners out there who like are struggling with that um, that shift, you know, this this is something that is really rooted in like old things, whether that be old trauma, whether that be the way you feel about yourself, whether that be um, how you're used to being treated. Like it isn't easy, and so I think the first layer of like getting stuck in those relationships, my view is like it's not your fault, in the sense that you learned maybe how to be treated or you learned what was okay in relationships and your nervous system learned maybe to stay in things that didn't feel good. And that was like a learned trauma behavior. The part that I think is folks responsibility is like, once you notice the theme and the trend, then you go out and you could get help. You hire a therapist, you hire a coach, you hire somebody to to help you address that and work through that. And it is fucking hard. So for a lot of people, they choose not to do it because there's a there's an old saying that I say in the podcast a lot. It might be shit, but at least it's warm where you're like, oh, well, this is fucking nasty, but like I know it, right? So now I can like expect or assume this treatment, but at least I know it's coming, right? Like it's not a surprise. And so if you're starting to notice the the theme, the trends, then that can be your responsibility to take some small steps to get some help and support. But I think the initial getting stuck in that loop, like, oh, it's it's so rooted in so many things. But once you notice it, then what are you willing to do about it? Are you mm-hmm. sick enough of it to start taking some small steps to like break the cycle? Um, mm-hmm. But it's hard. It's hard. If you're willing to answer, Medina, what do you think was as someone who's had cheating experiences in relationships, like, was there anything that was helpful for you in like relationships after that, 
to start to like trust people again. I'm not going to lie. I've never been that type of person to hold on to what um, maybe like somebody else did. Like the last guy who cheated on me, he really had me down and out in the dumps. I was like, I am never going to meet anyone. I was really sad for like two years. Mm. Um, I didn't dive directly into another relationship. I, you know, I did my, I dated it out. I dated it through. I'm one of those people where I'm going to date sad. I'm going to date broke. I'm going to date with money. I'm going to date chubby. I'm going to date ugly. I'm going to date pretty. Like I'm, I'm going to date it out. And I try to be as aware as I can be to, to, to not put my ex's face on everybody else. Everybody is a different person. I don't like when people do that to me. Like I am not whoever else you dated who did you wrong. So I never really had like the, the trust issue thing moving forward what my issue was was i didn't i didn't speak up and really say what it is that i want and i'm more so like oh well okay well what he's saying i can go with that and Mm -hmm. i think that what i learned from people lying and not being honest was i was kind of doing the same thing i wasn't being honest with myself and it was like what kiki said you have to get in tune with you and i think that i took all of that hurt that any man has ever caused me and I, i took it and really was like what does medina want and I say those things when I'm dating, I am, I make it my business to make sure you know who I am. There are no blurred lines. I want to be married. No one can come into my life and try to be like, oh, well, you know, that doesn't make sense. That's my, I know what I want for my love life and for my future family. I know those things. And so I'm solid in that. And so I think that's the only thing that really changed was me being solid in my decisions and what I want and not letting somebody change it or make me you know double think it because i really care about you that's not really happening no more this is me this is who i am you either rock with it or you don't even with us doing this podcast for the longest i wouldn't tell people this is what i did because i didn't want them to not like me anymore but it got to a point where it was like bro this is what i do like i don't even i don't know what i can't hide it you don't like it you don't like me and that's that it can't be like a and i'm gonna try to make it work you gotta go or i gotta go was that like a fear coming from like more conservative South space of like, you know, not feeling like you could talk about this publicly. No, because like my, I, I don't get, I never had a problem with what we talk about publicly. Even when the show, you know, has grown to what it is now. Like I never had a problem with it. It was more so like seeing how men would kind of behave when they mm. found out about the show and listen. Yeah. Do you need like, someone to try things out on? Uh, you want to yeah, be my sex it that, Where it's like, now you just think we're going to be fucking all day. Yeah. Or you're like, you. And I'm like, I don't, I, in my mind, I was like, I don't understand how y'all don't understand that this is, it's me, but it's also me with a little bit of character added in. I don't, I wouldn't meet your mom and be like, so how you like to be fucked, Miss Jones? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that's a valid question for moms. <laughs> But it was really me working on, I didn't look at it like, like I look at it now then, but it was me. I wasn't confident. I came off as I was this confident bitch and I really wasn't. And now I still work on that. This is a, it's constant work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, if that made any sense, if anybody's listening, I would say you got to make sure you are a solid individual. For folks listening, if you're kind of struggling of, on how to have that conversation, um, I did an episode with someone named uh, Courtney. Uh, the episode's, I think, called Something Positive for Positive People, which is the name of uh, his podcast. 
Uh, it talks a lot about like STIs and sex. And so we talk about this framework by this woman named Evelyn Decker. Um, I believe that's her name. Sorry if that's the wrong one. Uh, but it's called the STARS framework. And it basically like helps teach you how to have types of conversations where you talk about like, what are you into? What kind of relationship do you want to have? What are you looking for? And kind of lays out this framework. So if you're struggling with those conversations and kind of owning who you are, check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Before we wrap up, uh, you both have talked about like, I guess, fun things that you're doing or, or even the hard things to kind of improve your own, uh, sex and connections. Um, anything that you feel like has been most helpful for either of y'all in having better sex, feeling more confident, like one thing you want to share with folks, um, that you would invite them to try. Um, I- I would say, um, as corny as it might sound to some people, saying some positive affirmations to yourself in front of the mirror, fully naked. So this is why I say fully naked, because sometimes we can be so critical of our bodies and we hide them and we disguise them. Like you wear makeup, you wear these clothes, you try to find the most flattering things. Um, And so you feel good when you do all of that stuff. But do you really feel that when it's not that? And when you start to really build up your own confidence and you're feeling better about yourself and you're starting to believe the things that you're saying because you probably won't believe them at first. Mm-hmm. It just makes everything better. It makes it easier to not deal with bullshit from other people um, who enter your life and try to date you or sleep with you or whatever. You don't, you're not as in your head when you're having sex about, oh, I don't want to have sex in this angle or turn all the lights off or I don't know how I look. Am I still sexy this way? Maybe, maybe not, but whatever, it feels good. Close your eyes and concentrate on the feeling. You know, I just think that people have to start speaking more to themselves um, while looking at themselves and saying the things that they want to hear from other people mm-hmm. and the things that they want to believe about themselves. You have to do the work too, but definitely just speak to yourself in a more positive way instead of, you know, maybe not saying anything or beating yourself up. And it's going to make you feel so much better from the inside out. And when you feel better on the inside, it's just going to radiate. Yeah. And to add, thank you for sharing that. To add to that, if you're starting that out and you don't believe the things you're saying yet, like that's okay. It's not, it's not totally like fake it till you make it, but it is like, it takes about 40 days of practicing something for like new neural pathways in your brain to start to shift. So like, if at first you're trying it and you're like, what the fuck is this? This is stupid. This is bullshit. Like keep going, try it for at like a month if you can, um, or, and maybe accompany it with some, some of that sex magic. And if you need help with it, I am a reminder type of person. I literally, I have a, a post-it right here on my computer. It says, you are a bad bitch. I don't know if y'all can see it. You can't, you are a bad, I put it every, it's all around my place. There's like three of them in the bathroom. Yes. I'm in the shower. There's one by the door. I have some in my car. Make a note and remind yourself. Set an alarm in your phone. Bad bitch alarm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Anything else you want to add? Um, you know what else I think I would add to that? I used to be really self-conscious about like my little belly. I have like a little belly and, um, same girl. It's a a lot so little, but yeah. (laughs) Mine is like a little kangaroo pouch. And like during sex, I used to even like just cuddling, I would be like, like making sure I took the hand and put it on my thigh or just like moved Mm. it. And I've gotten more and more comfortable, still a work in progress with like, when he does cup my belly, 
just letting it happen. And it is so and like, at first it was really uncomfortable. And I'd be like, oh my God, oh my, this is so like, and I'm realizing I'm all in my head, but he's not thinking about this as a little chubby belly. I am the only one thinking this. He's like, I mean, this Karen is the hottest it, belly I ever touched in my right. life. He's like, I love this belly. When he hit it from the back, he got something to grab. Yeah. Like, embrace your belly if you got a little belly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're struggling to start with that, I guess my last tip for that with before we wrap up is like start small with like those compliments that Kiki was kind of saying and say it to that part of your body. Um, and if you're even struggling with a compliment, at least just acknowledge that part of your body for what it does, like anatomically be like, mm-hmm. thank you so much for holding me up throughout the day. Thank you for digesting that brownie. Like, thank mm-hmm. you for, uh, <laughs> helping me lay down at night, whatever you can come up with, even if it's just like neutral facts, mm-hmm. the more you can do that. And, and another way of, of trying that on is like just offering it some touch, um, to practice receiving. So like if it's your belly while you're showering in the shower, take, if you can only tolerate it, five extra seconds to like do a little bit of a slower wash mm-hmm. on your belly. Oh, well, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, how can people Thanks follow? Thanks for having us. Yeah, so good to have you. Um, how can people follow uh, Cocktails Dirty Discussions? Again, just another shout out for that show. Uh, however you want people to get in touch. So you guys can watch us if you are more of a visual person. We are on YouTube. We're also on all of the audio podcast apps. We also have um, a discussion card game. And it, it just came to me. It's called I'm Curious to Know. But it just came to me. Maybe if you're also struggling to have those conversations about intimacy or whatever it is with a partner, potential partner, that's a great game to play. And it's a great game to just sift through the questions and ask yourself because there's some deep questions in there. There's some lighthearted questions, but that's at I'm curious to know.com. And you can check us out on Instagram at cocktails podcast. Like I said earlier, we have a link in our link tree in the bio and it has um, tour dates with links to get tickets in every single city. And then um, I'm also at Kiki said so on Instagram. Yeah. If you want to, connect with us um on an individual level my personal instagram is at coffee bean bean thanks so much again listeners if you want to follow what i'm doing i'm on instagram at sluts and scholars on twitter at slut scholars uh you can listen wherever you get your podcasts or at sluts and scholars.com please don't forget to rate and review and i hope you enjoy the awesome uh cocktails dirty little secrets uh tour thanks so much thank you